that sees below the surface. You know, for so many years, the United Kingdom, Great Britain, saw many spiritual reforms and revivals under the ministry of Wesley and even William Wilberforce and men like Charles Spurgeon and up in Scotland, John Knox. But since the mid-early 1970s, it's estimated that 85 churches per year close in that part of the world. And they even sell some of the furnishings of the church, like baptismals for bird baths and pews for people who want some novel item in their home. And many of these churches are now turning into mosques. So where years ago you drive by and see a church and another church and another church and early on filled with great Bible preaching and the gospel, they're now worshiping Allah. Well, such was sort of the background of the nation of Judah. There had been renewal, but there were so many years of decline that idolatry had filled the hearts of the people and probably it was Zephaniah's ministry, along with Jeremiah, who was a contemporary, that brought the nation back on track, but only for a period of time, because this prophet will predict that God will judge them, that their decline is fatal. So the theme of this short book is a message of judgment, really message one and message two are messages of judgment upon Jerusalem and then the other nations around Jerusalem. And then the final one is the theme of mercy. So it really is mercy in the midst of judgment, which so many of these prophets will house both of those themes together. In fact, I would call the theme of Zephaniah a severe mercy. That God, through the severity of judgment, is going to so purge the land of idolatry that he will bring them back into the land, but that is a template of something far greater in the future. The day of the Lord in the future, when God will judge the whole earth and through it preserve the remnant of Israel in the tribulation period. Now, we're used to that by now, aren't we? So many of the prophets had both a near and a far fulfillment, where one event would be a foreshadow of a greater event. So it is with this book. It is really a message of God's love in the midst of judgment. Many years ago, a man stood over a girl's bed with a stern look on his face. He entered the room with a troubled look, and he stood over, and he looked at that little child, and when she saw him, she screamed, and he rushed out of the room. The mother heard the scream and came in and held her little daughter in her arms. The man who was in the room went to the next room and was on the phone speaking to what we would call an accomplice. A plan was set in motion, and as soon as he hung up the phone, he rushed back into the room where the little girl was snatched her from her mother's arms, took her quickly out the front door where there was a car with its motor running. Off they rushed into the darkness, the girl crying, screaming. The car stopped at an ominous-looking building with uh, a single room lit on the top floor. The man carried the child up there and gave the child to another man. It was the man that he had spoken to on the phone, 
and he put her on a table and plunged a knife into her abdomen. You hear that story and you think, how cruel, how utterly heartless. No, it was an act of pure love. For you see, the man who looked at that girl was the child's father. And the man that he had spoken to on the phone was the family doctor. And the doctor knew what was wrong. It was a burst appendix that would bring an infection and death were it not treated. Rush her down to the hospital quickly. The mother didn't want to let the girl go. The girl certainly didn't want to go. And probably all the while cried and screamed, Daddy, if you love me, you'd prevent this. No, it was out of pure love that that scalpel went into the right lower quadrant of the abdomen to remove an infected and burst appendix. And so God, in his love and in his great mercy, will execute.